Welcome to Between the Waves, the podcast all about how to create sustainable mental health to help you find a little bit of space between your waves. Hi everyone, it's Hannah here. Today I'm joined by Nikita Dixon. Nikita is a mum of two, experienced primary school teacher, mental health first aider and founder of StorySense and Mama and Me. Hi Nikita, thanks for joining me today. Hi Hannah, thanks for having me on here. How are you doing? I know it's a bit of a crazy time at the moment. Lockdown is just kind of starting to ease and things are changing. How, how, how's that like for you? Uh, yeah, it's, it's not too bad. Um, I still feel quite anxious going out to places. Um, I still haven't ventured to shops or, uh, you know, going out for dinner or a meal or even a takeaway we've not had um, since lockdown began. So, yeah, still feeling quite anxious about it. But it's nice to be able to get out and about a bit more and to see places opening back up because, you know, so many were shutting and having to shut permanently so it's nice to see those uh now kind of coming back up again really yeah it is and you know, I love the idea that we can get out and about more but I'm very similar to you in that I'm still quite anxious I'm, I'm desperately longing to have a meal that we haven't cooked um but we still haven't managed <laughs> that yet absolutely <laughs> just just to not to have to cook for one day which is that's my goal at the moment but as we come into the summer my kids are breaking up from school at the moment so it'll be nice if we can go to some more places and get out and about because I know for me that's really key to my mental health when we have to stay inside all of the time that is not good for me at all um so I'm looking forward no, to it. yeah I completely agree yeah, yeah we've I mean we've had to I've had to make sure we leave the house at least once a day and you know even if it's just going for a half an hour walk because it just by the end of the day I'm just uh, crazy in the same four walls so um you know at the start of lockdown the garden was lovely to go out in in the sun but you know I'm bored of the garden now as well there's only so (laughs) much you can do in there um so yeah it's nice yeah absolutely and I'm not one of those people who have been able to kind of you know miraculously transform their houses in during lockdown (laughs) it's like I've not had that much time to (laughs) kind of do that We've not done a single thing in our house at all, honestly. You wouldn't know that me and my husband were both at home for <laughs> three months. I think we've probably achieved less than we normally would. <laughs> it's because no one's coming round, you know. <laughs> less Absolutely. No need to tidy up at the end of the day either. Absolutely. Crikey. So I've been looking into your Mama and Me and your Story Sense businesses that you've put out there. And they're just such a fantastic idea. How did you get the idea so a story sense so those are my um face-to-face uh, baby and toddler classes and that kind of came from when I had my little boy um I was returning to work from maternity leave and my mother-in-law wanted to try and take him to some groups like I had been just to keep his kind of social aspect of it and she lived um over in Kingsbridge and there, there wasn't really anything at all for her to take him to so as a primary school teacher I decided to use my kind of knowledge and skills from that and experience um and knowing how children come into school perhaps um, either not really finding a love of books or they come in with a bit of a love of books but don't learn to read. So I kind of wanted to put all that together into baby and toddler groups kind of from day one. So that's where the idea for Story Sense came from. And then the mummer and me was, I've been toying with the idea um, probably since the start of the year actually. So it hasn't been very long uh, and lockdown happening, I kind of saw it as an opportunity to, to run with it. I I knew it was going to be a huge amount of time to put it all together and all the resources. But that came from the idea of wanting to support mums and their little ones even further. You know, I love meeting new mums. I love supporting them through the groups. 
And we always had so many discussions about so many different things to do with parenting. And I just thought I could give so much more than I am through my face to face classes. Um, So I grew the idea from there. And then, like I said, lockdown kind of really pushed me into doing that. And it made me focus more down the mental health side of it uh, because I had the opportunity to train as a mental health first aider. And that period, isn't it, when when you're a new mum, a new parent, it's so difficult and nothing can quite prepare you, I don't think, for that entire life change that is having a child. You you sort of think, oh, I just have a baby and then like my life will continue, but we'll just have a baby and and they'll just come alongside us and, and do whatever we need to do. But I certainly felt like my whole outlook on life changed and all of my priorities were different and I actually didn't want to go back to kind of how I was living before. And I was struggling to kind of align that, I think, with the societal expectation that I should want to go back to work and do all those things and just bounce back, as everything says. Yeah, um, I, I can, I, my experience was exactly the same, that, you know, that the minute you hold that baby in your arms, they become the priority. And, you know, my husband and I, we, we wouldn't go out for meals. We wouldn't have nights on our own. It was, you know, I don't ever want to go anywhere without my baby because they're part of me. Um, and, you know, that's now part of the family and that's how life's changed. But, you know, I, I had all my friends that were going out with their partners for dinner. And, you know, there was part of me thinking, you know, should, should we still be doing that? But I, I wouldn't change any of the decisions we've made with either of my two for that. Because for my mental health, I've known they're safe with me. And, you know, as far as we're concerned, we, we come as a four now. We are a family and that, that won't ever change. And they need to be involved. Yeah, absolutely. And I know certainly especially in the really early days, I struggled with postnatal depression and it was baby and toddler groups that saved my life. You know, it was that, even if it was just once a week, that ability to go and just be around people who got it, you know, they really understood what I was going through right now because they were also going through it right now. Yeah. You know, and that ability, you know, I could just rock up and, you know, I'd walk in the door and some weeks I would just start crying. It was such a relief to be there and have that support from people who just really understood. And it was just magic, frankly, that, yeah. you know, the baby and toddler group experience isn't something that is natural to me. I'm really naturally quite an introverted, shy person. And so walking into a room for people, I don't know, you know, and trying to kind of have a lovely time with my child is really difficult. But it was it was the best thing I ever sort of pushed myself to do because that safe space just to learn how to play with your child or sing with your child, whatever you're doing at that point is is just absolutely what you need at that point, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And I, th- I think I kind of took two things from going to, gr- to baby groups with my little boy. Um, sadly, with my little girl, I've not really managed to get to too many because of, of the lockdown and, and how that's all happened. But I kind of took that you kind of want your mum friends around for that support but that actually you don't have to be best friends with them for them to be there for you um and just having that group to go to you know you may have only met somebody once before but already you feel like they're your best friend and you can sit and talk to them about anything and everything because you know they're going through exactly what you're going through and I think the second thing was the it was it was getting me out of the house and it was I was a bit like you quite quite shy around other adults you know I've been a teacher I was a teacher for seven years so I I didn't have an issue being around children and and speaking in front of them but other adults you know that was kind of my my weakness I guess and going to baby groups it made me talk to other adults I had no choice because I wasn't going to get any talking back from my baby (laughs) um and unless I wanted to sit there all on my own quietly you kind of you suck it up and you get on with it and 
that's made me far more confident in myself um, than I ever could have been if I hadn't have had a baby and gone to those groups. So there's so much more than just a thing for you and your baby to go and do or to help your baby out developmentally. There's so much and importance on it, I think, for mums. Yeah, definitely. And that that connection, I think, is really strong between sort of mum's mental health and getting out and being able to go to groups like that. I know yeah. that, you know, when I had my son, there was a weekly group that we went to that was just a kind of stay and play. You know, it wasn't there wasn't a great big structure around the activities or anything like that. You could just go in and in those days you could still have a cup of tea and, um, you know, the, the babies could just play in the kind of safe space that there was there. And, and yeah. that was brilliant for us mums because we could just sit there and go, oh, they're not sleeping or, you know, or having trouble feeding or actually things are quite good this week. And you can just kind of chat about how things are going. But when I had my daughter, they, yeah. they'd already closed that group and there was nothing. And I really felt that loss of that group really strongly because there was nowhere to go. There was no safe space. Yes, I could I could go to one of these really structured activities, which were fantastic, but I needed that additional layer, I think, of that support that wasn't always there. And I think that's yeah. where, with the background that you've got in, in kind of teaching and your mental health first aid thing, you can really kind of bring that element into anything that you run and, and offer that support yeah. in a much more kind of holistic way. And I think I think with second children and subsequent children, it's also different, isn't it? You know, your first you you meet the mums, you go and do your antenatal courses and you might meet mums on there. You know, I, I met a mum on a antenatal course who I'm really good friends with. She introduced me to people that she met on an NCT course. And we all now have this fabulous little group. And, you know, we know we can WhatsApp each other anytime, night or day, and somebody will be on the other end answering you. Yeah. Um, but with your second, you know, you don't all have a baby at the same time again so there's sort of four months I think between my youngest and one of the other mums in their group's second child as well so we were relatively close but I I do feel having not been able to take my second one to a a baby group I've missed out on that mummy friends again at the same stage that I'm at and I feel like I've you know although I've gone back to the the mummy friends I do have um, and they've been fabulous in remembering what it's like with a baby young when you haven't got them that young anymore you know, I've not had that you're in the same place as me right now. What what are you going through kind of with the second one? And yeah, I felt like I missed out on that. And that's what Mama and me is kind of aiming for is I'm, I'm putting people together, whether it's your first child, your second child or your 10th child with people who are at the same parenting stage as you. Yeah. And that because you've got different packages for different age groups. Is that right? Yeah, so there's um, there's a not to six month, there's a six to twelve month, and a twelve month plus, which goes up to around the age of three. Um, although people can can stay in it longer um, if they wanted to, or, or join past three years old. And I'm just about to release, hopefully at the end of this week, a, a mama to be collection, which is for pregnancy to kind of start everybody off before you even get to having your baby, um, and getting all of that support in there beforehand so that you don't go into it blind and then feel you've got to find the support because actually it's already there wrapped around you oh that's magic absolutely magic because you're right when you have your first child especially you know you have this baby you're like oh now it's just like (laughs) us and the baby and we've got to figure out kind of our support network and it's that car journey home isn't it they're in the back and you go oh my like we're on our own (laughs) we've got to keep this thing alive (laughs) I'm in charge of this thing I'm not a grown-up what's going on (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. 
Oh, that's so good. So how how do you anticipate Mama and me in particular helping people struggling with their mental health? Is it that sort of bringing people together, that group atmosphere? Yeah, I mean, that that seems to be the way it's it's going um, at the minute. So the pregnancy one is actually going to be free. Um, it's not, there's going to be absolutely no cost to come and join the Mama to Be collection because, you know, for me, my experience is the pregnancy and not meeting anybody until right at the end you know, I want to give people the opportunity to have that. And, you know, pregnancy and having a baby is so costly anyway. You know, I don't want to start them off having to pay for things just to find out the support and things they're going to need. So that would be free. And that will hopefully build up that kind of tribe of mums that you can work with and support mental health. Because, you know, having a baby, lots of people, I think, talk about the postnatal depression once you've had the baby, but there's very little actually spoken about the depression you can have when you're pregnant. Um, and, you know, it's a bit that I've I never really heard anything about depression or anything like that to do with pregnancy. It was always about once you've had the baby. So I'm really keen that mum and me can support people, you know, even if they don't have it, but that they can look out for the signs and the symptoms and and partners can be involved as well. So, you know, although it's titled mum and me, partners, carers, uh, mums, aunties, uncles, whoever can get involved and, and look through the resources to know how to support their loved ones, too. And then, you know, through the collections, because I'm a mental health first aider, um, I can be there as a point of call for anybody if they need it at any time, if they're at crisis point. And I've got so much content within the collections to help them. So I got in contact with lots of mums who were all fabulous and their partners, actually. And they've I've created an audio file. So there's actually three within each collection of real life stories about mental health and how they struggled with it, and then how they've actually come out the other side. So all of them have got really positive endings. And I just felt it had to be real life stories, because I could sit and talk about mental health conditions on an audio file, but that doesn't resonate with you until you hear someone's experience and you think, do you know what, that's, that's what I'm going through. And the hope that those kind of things will help, help other mums and partners to, to understand and, you know, help them to get help themselves. Yeah, that's fantastic. And part of it is knowing that what you're going through is quote unquote normal you know you you're not the only one who has this experience if you're experiencing pre or postnatal depression or anxiety or or anything like that there are so many people who are in that with you who also experience it and and there's not enough out there I don't think in terms of knowledge and information and like you say stories you know hearing people say oh yeah I've been where you are and and it's horrible it's hard I've been there but this is how I helped myself. This is how I brought myself out of it. You know, that really practical yeah. side to, to give you a steer. Like, okay, well, I can try that. But they've been there. Yeah. They know what they're talking about. I can try that. You know, that will help me. That's just such a positive and that's part of our spin. collection, um, kind of within the Facebook group that they so you become part of a Facebook community with each collection so you know if you started on Mum and Newborn and moved to the next one you would then be in both Facebook communities so you still follow with people that you've met perhaps in the first collection but then you meet others who are then on the same stage of your journey again so you continue to meet other people so you if people were to follow all four collections through they'd meet four sets of people that they can relate to which I think was so important because it's not just having that one person, but so many different experiences as well. And I go live weekly and um, a Monday is Mindset Monday. And, you know, that's all about positive mindset for the start of the week and mental health things that we can do. So uh, in my mum and toddler, for example, this last week, it was we spoke about 
journaling and what that means, what it looks like and how it helps. And, and two of them in there said that they tried it before, but couldn't stick to it or it made them feel negative. And we've actually joined together so that from tomorrow for this next week, we're all going to have a go at journaling and we're all going to make ourselves accountable for each other um, to, you know, support each other along that journey. And if we come out feeling negative from it, we can have a chat online and make sure that we're supporting each other to bring ourselves back up from it. So we do lots of talk about those strategies and we try it out together. So no one feels like they're on their own having to try out those different things. You know, we're all giving it a go and it will work for some and it won't work for others. And then we try something different. So I'm hoping that will encourage people as well to help each other out and and give those ideas. Yeah. And that's such a great approach, trying it as a group. I think when you're trying to build a new habit and even before that, when you're just trying to do something different to help your mental health, it can be really hard. It is about pushing yourself to try something because you know that you need to do something different to get yourself well or keep yourself in balance. But being able to kind of step outside your everyday routine to try something new is really daunting. And and having the support of other people who are also trying it. And yeah, they'll have different experiences to you. But being able to just share and be honest and learn from each other and and how you're each coping with that experience is just invaluable it's fantastic yeah I'm hoping that's going to help others so (laughs) yeah no I think that's a brilliant idea and do you think that moving away from sort of teaching and and coming into doing mama and me do you think that's partly around helping your own mental health kind of stay in balance and keep your direction going the way you want it to yeah I think it is I mean I've I'm very fortunate that I've not badly suffered with mental health with either of my two children. I remember having the baby blues, as they called them, with my firstborn and my husband being really worried because, you know, I just burst into tears about anything. But having somebody then tell me, you know, that that's normal and it's when it, you know, consistently goes on for a long time that that's when it becomes more of a concern. And that kind of then brought to me that, well, I didn't know that beforehand. I I was then aware of that for my second and I didn't really get the baby blues at all for my second. It was a totally different experience again. And it's it's good to know prior to giving birth that no experience is the same twice. And you might not have had any problems with mental health the first pregnancy, but you might get them the second and that that's still normal too. But the one thing I, I guess I have suffered with throughout both of mine is really severe mum guilt, which every mum will go through, whether yeah. they, they admit to it, I think, or not. <laughs> um, I think most will quite readily admit to having mum guilt. But, you know, with my with my first, it was I had mum guilt going back to work. And that's why I then chose to do my own business, because I could work when I wanted to work and I could fit it around my little boy. And then the mum guilt was uh, with my second that I wasn't going to have enough time for my first one. And then I wasn't going to have enough time for my second one because I still had my first one around. And my little boy hasn't yet gone to nursery. He's um, he's going in September and I'm already feeling feeling guilty about sending him to nursery and having my other one at home and how that's not fair. But, you know, it's it's that's something that I have to deal with. And having mum and me, it brings it all right back and grounds me, I guess, having that knowledge and that experience that I can get through it with strategies. And and that's just what I aim to help support others. And by supporting others, I think it also helps me. Yeah, definitely. I'm a big believer in in supporting others to support yourself. And that's, you know, that's part of the reason I'm doing the podcast is because, yeah, I might not always feel in a great place and think, actually, do you know what? I'm not in a very good place to put content out into the world right now. 
but actually the people that I'm talking to and the people that are listening you know it's it's really valuable for that to happen you know we need to change the conversation around mental health people need to know that everybody struggles to a greater or lesser extent and there's always going to be something going on in someone else's life you talk about mum guilt I mean that's just huge isn't it like there's no escape I I sort of not at all (laughs) I sort of thought that I'd get used to it as the kids got older and it would become less impactful but it doesn't it's just it's just always there it's uh yeah yeah. and I think it will be forever (laughs) oh god (laughs) yeah but you're right I think and I think like we also forget about the dads and the partners and whoever it is that's living with you because you know, I talk to my husband quite a lot about how guilty I feel, but you know, he feels just as guilty having to go to work and leave us at home. And you know, not enough talked about the partners either. And that's why I made sure on the Mama and Me collections that there is actually part of it on there for partners and for dads and whoever else it is that's looking after those children with you to access because you know, I don't want them to feel forgotten either. Because when you have a baby, it is all about the baby. And it's now starting to become more about mum as well. But, you know, it's so my husband really struggled during the birth of my little boy um, to the point he actually went to the bathroom and cried. And, you know, I, I don't remember that. I was completely kind of lost within it all. I didn't realise he did that. And it, it took him probably six months after I had my little boy before he told me that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you, you kind of get lost in the moment of mum and baby, but they suffer as well. Um, and particularly if you have a traumatic birth or it doesn't go the way that you thought it was going to, I think you don't, you don't really think about how it would affected them. It's, it's still, again, a lot about how mum and baby are and are they okay? Um, and I think the question needs to be asked, you know, are you okay to the dad too? Yeah, absolutely. With my first, I had an emergency cesarean and it was the middle of the night. It was all a bit rushed because it needed to be a bit rushed. And, and I just, everyone was, looking at me and was making sure I was okay and my husband was just kind of you know thrown into some scrubs he was sat next to me and whilst I was pretty traumatized by it and and got some support afterwards to help with that you know there wasn't anything for him there was no kind of not even any checking in you know none of the kind of health visitors or or hospital staff were like are you okay do you need anything you know you've just you've been through this trauma as well you know and um and you're so right partners do just kind of get forgotten in all the bars around the baby and the mum yeah I, I just think they they just need to be looked after as well as we are looked after I do I do think they're forgotten about and that's another thing with the mum and me is that they get with each collection they can have one-to-one support time with me that's kind of included within the package and it doesn't have to be feeding support it can be for mental health and it doesn't have to be the mum or whoever has bought it that accesses it it could be their partner that's with them so if their partner's struggling you know they can access it as well it's a kind of a you kind of buy into it for you and your family um and I you know that has to be something that's really clear with the package is that it is for everybody that you have living with you that can support get that support for them that's that's such a fantastic idea so fabulous so I just want to ask you finally the question that I ask everybody who comes on the podcast do you have a change one thing for us so for me the change one thing would be probably to change something when you get up in the morning that starts your day off well. Whether that is a five minute read of a page of your favourite book or a five minute you time with a cup of tea, 
sat in a nice room, not going and hiding in a bathroom or (laughs) trying to escape (laughs) your children that way, but just taking five minutes in the morning when you first get up to do something for you. I've never done anything for me, but more recently I try to take, you know, just five minutes can make such a difference to your day and how it starts. If I've had a really bad night's sleep and I just get up and go with it, I tend to find I don't have a great day either. And I, you know, I find it really tricky, but taking five minutes out for me allows me to kind of regather myself, give myself time to settle down into the morning before I go out to do the parenting, to do the work, whatever it is that I've got to do that day. And it just puts me in such a better frame of mind, I guess, to carry on my day more positively. And that would be my my one thing that people could change that's really quite simple and easy to do, you know, to just take five minutes for yourself at the start of the day. Yeah, that's such good advice. I think too often we're quick to like, we're awake, right, day starts, let's dive straight into parenting and work and, and all of those things. But taking that five minutes and that you know as you said it could be anything. It could just be having a cup of tea or you know you don't have to think oh, you know, I've got to do this big exercise regime now or or anything like that. It could be something really small just to kind of give you that peace first thing and to kind of settle into the day a bit, I guess, and and find your place for the day. And it could even be, you know, write a positive affirmation on a piece of paper, a scrap piece of paper, whatever, you know, just something that starts your day about you and puts you first. Because, you know, like we've already said, as as mums, we come last, really. I know I am bottom of my list. It's my children, my husband, then me. And we just need to put ourselves first for once. And even if that's for five minutes each morning, and then the rest of the day is about everybody else, (laughs) at least we've had our time. And I just think that starts the day so much better. Oh, that's such good advice brilliant stuff thank you so much Nikita I've learned a lot just speaking to you for this short time and I definitely recommend anybody checking out Mama and Me and if you're expecting a baby or if you've got a new baby you know go and have a look if you want some additional support I think it's a really great set of resources thanks Nikita no thanks Hannah for having me it's been great thank you so much for listening today don't forget if you rate review and subscribe to the podcast during october you'll be in with a chance to win a fabulous yin yoga experience either in person or online with core stories yoga see you next time